Uh, Ava, thanks for coming on the show. And I want to start by talking about one of your guys' funds. You've got two main funds, uh, one of them kind of geared towards uh, tech entrepreneurs, but the one I'm curious to get some more details on are the non-US small caps. So walk me through what's important in structuring this fund and is it focused on just the market cap side of it? Is it focused on uh, a regional uh, uh, sort of dynamics? I see a lot of China stocks in here. Correct. So we think uh, we are seeing a market uh, reversion, what we call it ear shares and intermarket reversion with the move to uh, offshore. So we see a lot of funds now moving outside. We think uh, over the last um, years, there has been a rotation every four to five years from non-US to US. But for the last uh, 10 to 12 years, the US has dominated the non-US markets. And we think this is due for a correction. We think there's going to be a reversion offshore. So that's why ERS is a very good fund for investors who want to diversify geographically and get exposure into uh, equities offshore. We have a very, very high concentration in China, and that's because we see great growth opportunities there. Uh, technology is catching up. Of course, the U.S. is still up when it comes to technology and disruption and innovation, but but China is accelerating in, with faster growth compared to the U.S. So there are great opportunities there, and of course, the best opportunities when there is a, 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 a risk reduction reduction globally lies with small cap. So right now we've been watching this rotation in the U.S. small cap uh, space, uh, generally kind of connected to recovery, uh, connected to cyclical companies in the uh, holdings here that we look at. Some of the small caps from the China side are a little bit more exotic to some degree. There's a fair amount of kind of tech uh, in here. We're looking at CRISPR as well as a, as a big holding there on the biotech side. But uh, in terms of when you look outside the U.S. small caps, uh, is it less kind of cyclical or does it also depend on big economic recovery? I mean, it sounds like economic growth is a part of it, but then I also see a good bit of tech in here as well that might have a little more of that kind of secular story too. Correct. So. 2020 so far, uh, and it's almost over, was the year from an investment standpoint was the year of the entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs had lower risk around the world with a beta of 0.85 compared to their benchmarks and appreciably higher returns. So back in March where the, where the markets were down, 26%, entrepreneurs were down only 19%. And now that the markets are up about 15%, entrepreneurs are up above 70%. And in some categories, as you mentioned, technology and healthcare, well above this average. We think that entrepreneurs pivoted around the world in 2020 and they gained market share from their bureaucratic competitors. And of course, um, this will continue going forward. Entrepreneurs help businesses and people overcome this crisis. And this story is, is bigger than Tesla and Zoom and uh, Netflix and Amazon. This this story is global and it touches small caps and large caps and uh, even micro caps and nano caps. Uh, that entrepreneurs look at healthcare when it comes to the vaccine. Uh, Moderna and BioNTech, two entrepreneurial companies, were the ones who came up first with the vaccine. Well, before large rivals such as uh, Johnson and Johnson even spoke about having a viable product. Mm -hmm. uh, look at the leisure and the travel and tourism, the beat-up industries during 2020. It was the entrepreneurs who came up with explosive IPOs. We had Airbnb and we had DoorDash uh, this month with, uh, with amazing IPOs. Now, the uh, companies that you're talking about here, these kind of entrepreneurially uh, focused companies, obviously breaking new ground. From the overall macro side, from an international standpoint, uh, what we've also seen is 
a huge breakdown in the dollar this morning as well. I mean, when the dollar surged early on and it's just totally crashed on the uh, afternoon, we're almost back to uh, flat, almost not quite there on the greenback. But uh, how does that play in here? Because I know that generally we think about low dollar better to be outside the U.S. in terms of how that helps some of the emerging market and some of those non-U.S. stocks. Do you need to see continued dollar decline if investors do watch the dollar stabilize? Is that a negative force for some of these companies we're talking about in the emerging market or China space? So, of course, when the dollar declines and we might say this continuing, uh, it's even better when investors get the appreciation from um, the low valuations offshore plus the appreciation from the currency side. Uh, but we see a lot of uh, opportunities in general. It's not just uh, related to the currency or uh, China in particular, which has great growth. We think it's global and, and it has to do with entrepreneurs and disruption and the fact that COVID accelerated the move to healthcare and technology. So we think that we're gonna see um, a rotation, um, a reallocation within equities. It's going to move more offshore and it's going to move in smaller capitalizations, uh, large caps, as you know, the FANGs already appreciated 50 to 70% this year. Will this continue? We don't think so. We think there are better opportunities in smaller capitalizations, even micro caps. So uh, those companies, and of course, as you know, that uh, with a little bit, uh, it takes a little bit for them to push up, right? So today we have a, we have the markets down, but small caps, entrepreneurial small caps are up about 300 bips. And when it comes to the uh, genomics companies, we, we saw today they edit us, go up about 50%. So we have five companies in our horizon in the genomics areas. They have a great day today. Small caps are rising today when the markets are down.